Welcome back to Point of Sale. Of course, this is the retail supply chain show where we break down our great retailers, everyone we love to spend money with, and the data and technology, of course, that move their supply chains. Now, I just spent the last week over in Vegas celebrating the wonderful technology, of course, that moves these supply chains and got to meet with a number of the vendors and suppliers of robotics, uh, back office software, uh, point of sale systems, all of that fun stuff. And it was a really great time. And I did get a nice little interview with one of our favorites here on the show. And I think especially when we look at the cold chain and uh, how retailers in particular that need their help, Tive, uh, I got a chance to talk with Krenar, their founder and CEO. And at the uh, tail end of this episode, you'll get to watch that uh, live from the floor and manifest. So uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to turn the camera, but they were next to the puppies that were at the conference. But uh, we'll, we'll, next time, I swear, I'll get some uh, puppy uh, video action for you guys. But today, uh, we're going to start off the show by talking about a lot of the technology that I got a chance to look at. And most importantly, I think some of my favorites, the robotics automation that was seen on the floor. Now, for everyone out there, we've talked about the importance of robotics within warehousing. One, it makes it safer, it makes it quicker, and at the end of the day, right, as uh, the consumers of all of our retail partners, we want that stuff to get to us as soon as possible. So uh, a lot of that investment has gone into it, but of course, the people side of things too. It's becoming harder and harder to find enough individuals to secure the amount of human human capital that we need in order to sustain the supply chain that we all want. We talk about sustainability a lot, and when we do, oftentimes it's compared to the environmental side of things. But today we're going to talk about how robotics automation can help with the sustainability side uh, with, of course, the retailers, uh, their warehousing, and getting everything to us as soon as possible. And of course, you guys are going to see something that uh, real quick here that I've known since I was in middle school, which is my favorite language outside of English, Japanese. Shai shoni, muji ni tsuite, hana shai show. First, we're going to start off with a company called Mujin. That's a Japanese company. I've got some cool videos of the action on the floor from them. You'll see they've got the arm robotic system. They also have these really cool uh, robots that kind of move across the floor, move boxes once you finish seeing that done by the robotics arm. Now, uh, they're actually a new one for me. I haven't heard of them until I was able to actually check them out on the floor. Uh, they have this guy moving all day long. And what's really cool is they've actually expanded recently into the U.S. In September of 2021, they started their or opened their headquarters over in Sandy Springs, Georgia. They're a plug-and-play robotic system. So uh, what, whenever you hear plug-and-play, you got to think, okay, that's gonna it's going to be able to easily integrate into their systems, and they're going to be able to add resources as they grow. And on top of that, it will be implemented and deployed fast. And there's main areas that you saw too from that robotics that they uh, focus on. That's palletizing, 
depalletizing, and picking. And if you really think about it, all three of those jobs are kind of boring. As a human, like to be able to avoid having to pick and having having to clearly take pallets off a truck, uh, depalletize them, etc., load, unload. That's not the most fun part of a warehouse job. So it's taking a lot, like we see with back office automation, uh, when you see our other shows, brokerage, trucking automation, et cetera, we're taking the least fun parts of the job, the parts that can also be automated very quickly, like palletizing, depalletizing, and picking, and pushing those over to robots to do for us. And uh, their main um, people or uh, customers that you might know of are Hitachi and Mitsubishi. They are newer and they are expanding. And actually, that robotics arm right there and a duality with the robot on the ground uh, was the first time they've actually been displayed was at Manifest uh, this uh, past week. So um, I think we'll hear more from them. And I'm looking forward to speaking more with them here in the future. Uh, the second one I wanted to showcase is Locust Robotics. Uh, you'll see in this video here the, their Locust bots. And you'll probably notice on there too, uh, on some of them they say DHL, some of them say Rider, and some of our Geodisc. Those are their three big main partners in the space. Now, they're, they're not moving uh, in this video as crazy as they've seen, but you can see them across the floor, right? And there's people walking in between them. And of course, as people are moving across the conference, uh, they are avoiding them. I will say, I should have had someone film me, but I was having so much fun doing it. I did spend a good 15 minutes or so trying to like jump in front of them uh, as they're like turning and stuff too, trying to see like, hey, if I like box these guys out, these robots out, uh, will they see me? Uh, will that work? And uh, the lady uh, who was running the table thought it was hilarious that I was uh, trying to kind of prove this technology could be dangerous. And I'll tell you, it didn't hit me once. And I really... I tried, I ducked and dodged, dodged and ducked all of the, all of the T's in, in that movie and, uh, they couldn't get me at all. So uh, I think their recent valuation of $2 billion after their raise in November of $117 million is a fine price. Uh, actually in September, they picked their one billionth item as well. And their focus as well is on picking, put away and person to person transport. So being able to have one person pick in a certain uh, lane, maybe in a warehouse, take that to another individual who's going to put that in a box, um, those long distances, right? That's always been a big complaint for warehousing uh, workers. It's just the amount of steps that they're taking. Uh, a lot of them will have their like Fitbits or watches on, and it's, it's a lot of steps in a day. So a locust bot is the perfect uh, way to uh, limit those steps and also make those individuals better and faster at their main picking job. So those are really fun. I'm happy that uh, we got a quick video of them too. But next time I promise I'll get some more human interaction with myself for you guys too. And I think the highlight of the show, and I'm, I've actually, I'm reaching out to them. I really want to try to get some of their engineers on the show um, and hopefully even on Great Quarter Gals as well, is the dog from Boston Dynamics. That's right. Spot showed up for one day. He looks so cute. Thank you, thank you to Blythe for taking this video for me as well. Uh, this guy is, is really cool. If you guys don't know about Spot yet, look into it. You might be thinking, okay, this this guy has a little bit of different avenue of helping with the supply chain. He's not like the other two that we discussed where they're more of like in the warehouse doing work that uh, humans are, are normally uh, doing side by side with them. 
spot is about more of reaching areas and sensing um, data and gathering data in an environment that can oftentimes be very dangerous for human beings themselves. Uh, it's really cool. So how Spot works is he uh, has he's connected to a Samsung tablet, which they've just updated recently to. It used to be more of like a gaming type of mechanism, and they still have like it almost looks like a, a Nintendo Switch. They still have the gaming aspects so you can take over human control. Uh, but they switched to a Samsung tablet in order to, uh, of course, make it easier to maneuver and to read data at the spot and also be used in any type of weather conditions. And that kind of goes into what his, his product or her product we're going to make Spotted Girl in this situation. Uh, <laughs> this, this is a, what she could do uh, um, to help with different supply chains. I'll get into the kind of the dynamics of it. So it's a sensing solution. It's gathering data in the environment around it. And it's taking that in so that, of course, companies can use that data to make better decision making. Uh, there's really cool videos out there. Clearly in the video I have, Spot is walking on a basic uh, just conference floor. So the only uh, dangerous things around them are probably us, the humans coming in and out of there. Uh, but it's actually built more for like going through mines, going up and down stairs, tunnels, through debris, just dangerous places that clearly uh, we'd like to avoid sending humans into uh, over time. And what's really great about this is it's used more for like uh, different types of inspections or auto automating routine uh, tasks that need to be done in these areas. It's used a lot by construction companies, gas, energy manufacturing, uh, moving dangerous packaging, right? Uh, BP is one of its largest uh, customers as well. And, and some of the videos that you can find online of Spot, it's, you know, he's going through caves, he's going into areas that uh, we definitely would probably want to stay away from uh, as just having employees go into. And you might think, okay, like, well, what does that truly have to do with the supply chain? Well, we talked about last week of the helium uh, issues that we had across the globe. And part of that, right, is the inspections that a lot of these uh, manufacturers of helium are having to go through um, and a lot of the issues that have occurred because of proper inspections not taking place. Well, if we can start to automate inspections, make them quicker by using robots to, like Spot, can get in and out of facilities faster and faster, well, that's probably going to make it a lot uh, easier for us to uh, keep up and avoid shortages like we've recently seen with helium. So uh, really cool. Uh, all three were really cool to kind of uh, watch and, and play with. And there's a couple more in there as well uh, that I didn't get too much time to talk to and learn about. Uh, but uh, best thing about going to these shows, right, is kind of seeing what uh, this automation is. So you can, of course, read about all of these companies, uh, except for uh, Mushin is not, uh, we haven't touched on yet. So I'm going to work on getting in touch with someone and writing a little bit more on our edit editorial side on it. But you can check out Freightways.com and learn even more about Boston Dynamics and especially Locust Robotics as it's helping a lot of our really big uh, supply chain players like DHL, Ryder, and Geodest. And a shout out to DHL for the number one swag water bottle at the convention. Love this. And thank you for sponsoring the women's lunch at that too. And uh, heading real quick, we're going to now go into the video with uh, Ty, uh, Krinar Komoni. He is their founder and CEO. Uh, we're going to talk for a little bit and then we'll come back to me to wrap it all up. So enjoy the talk with him and I'll talk with you all shortly.
Hi everyone, I am here today with Bernard here at Time at Manifest in Las Vegas. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. We've talked before on the show actually, but it's finally one on one. The best part about these things, right, is you get to see everyone face to face. And so it's uh, it's incredible to meet you in person. And, uh, Same here. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, visibility, I love to write about it. You love to help me learn more about it. So yes. we've got this fun uh, relationship through that. And you were on a, a wonderful panel yesterday on the state of visibility. Tell us, uh, from your point of view, where exactly do we stand? In, uh, even more so in the future of getting to this end-to-end true visibility dream that everyone considers uh, will, of course, help with a lot of waste in the industry. Yeah, I would say even if you look at the panel yesterday, it was a pretty strong panel. There was a couple of uh, panels before that, like a day before, and we we're talking about visibility. I would say we're still in the fields. It's not nascent. It's not just the beginning, but yeah. we're at the stage where companies are starting to realize exactly the value they're getting from visibility. And one guy said, which I like, is like it's like sugar. You want to see how you want more of it? Yeah. And you can't. I just there's no way we're going back to a place where visibility is not a thing anymore. Every table stakes, everybody's gonna have it. I agree. So that's I would say yeah. the stage we're in right now. Where do you think we're at in getting to the point where we can truly capture maybe a large majority of our operations from maybe something leaving the field, food, right? We're going to talk about a lot of what you do, cold chain, right? To getting to the end consumer. How far away are we, in your mind, from being able to have a consumer truly see that full line or its supply chain, see every piece of that? Is it... Is it a 10-year, 20-year, 30-year, and time sooner? I think we're not fully... There is technology to make that happen. However, the cost of technology to make that happen today is still very high. Yeah. So we go all the way from the field, all the way to the consumer's doorstep. It works all the way to the retail store, but yeah. to go to something where it's last mile, so I think it's becoming a little challenge. It's challenging today. The other part that we're in, I think, is getting to connect all those data points and making sure that those data points, those connections are accurate, so you can actually paint that picture. We're not there yet either. Yeah. So I think in maybe five years, yeah. five to 10 years, two things are gonna happen. One, I, I believe the integration and standardization around visibility networks will get better and the data will get more standardized. And the second thing will happen, the cost of overall connectivity and trackers and hardware, the things that we sell to go on to shipments will also go down. So that convergence between those two, points, which is the integrations and standardization together with the cost of chipsets going down, it's going to create a proliferation of visibility to make that reality happen. That's a good point. I mean, even the, the supply chain, the uh, management of the tools that we need to even create, right, at time tag or for everyone else that's for the industry, uh, the hardware, right, is going to take time to, to develop as well. Uh, I'm interested from your point of view, let's be honest, a lot of times our carriers out there, they hear visibility and they go, oh, well, you're tracking us. And what I, I've talked with a number of drivers about time tag. Okay. What they like about it, and, and a lot of your offerings as well, is that it's not tracking them, it's tracking the freight. Yes. And do you think that we're going to get to a point where either uh, drivers feel more comfortable with their asset being tracked and it becomes less invasive into their cell phone and their personal lives and more focused on kind of what you're producing, a way to actually track freight compared to the human being that's moving it? 
Yeah, I think I think privacy is very, very important. You've seen yeah. it with Apple. Privacy is like the number one thing. Yeah. That's why we all trust Apple when we buy those phones. That's a good point. Yeah. And with truck drivers, I feel that the privacy for them is also very important. Yeah. But imagine if you're a truck driver and you're sitting there and you have the phone and you know you're being tracked on that phone. Just yeah. that feeling is, I think, yeah. different than, you know you're not being tracked on your phone, but the load that you're moving could be strawberries, could be blueberries, could be um, pharmaceuticals, could be electronics, could be anything, right? Yeah. It's okay for the producer, for the shipper to actually track that. You feel okay because that's their cargo. Yeah. But they're not doing anything with you. They're not tracking you. So privacy-wise, even if you look at Europe with GDPR and privacy data on tracking trucks, it's much better this way, in my opinion. I agree, and it's it's interesting too because a lot of times, even when you track the driver, you're tracking their cell phone. Yeah. If they're uh, off on their own and with family at times, you're not tracking the freight, right? So there's a lot of more. There's still risk involved. I hope that. that that's being shot out by them. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting. I was talking to a driver who said she was. Uh, you know, on vacation once, and she was on the beach with like her, her granddaughter, and she kept getting calls, right, to, to take loads out of that beach location. She's like, this is what's <laughs> annoying about this stuff. Wow. It's like, my truck is in uh, a whole other side of the state, but I'm on vacation, and it thinks, you know. But so, she's there with working yeah, on the truck. Wow. Well, think about it as a driver. You know how markets are. You get yourself in upstate Maine, you're going to get calls no, like no other because there's no capacity up there. So um, it's, it's interesting. And that's why I really like your tools because not only is it track, tracking the asset, tracking the freight, right? Not just the person. Um, it's, I think, going to really help revolutionize, one, uh, the amount of waste that yeah. we're producing. And, yeah. and two, we talked a lot about like the future products and pharmaceuticals that will be able to be produced on a grander scale because of this tool. Can you dive into that a little bit? Like how visibility can actually affect the products that we're able to create uh, as pharmaceuticals or things of that nature excel as well? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is making sure that those products get on the shelf yeah. instead of being rejected by a retailer because they, they got there and it was frozen completely and or, or something happened and the truck was at 80 degrees. Yeah. We were able to take action and immediately fix it so that those products get on the shelf. And same with pharmaceuticals, going to the hospital and the patient needs that, yeah. making sure that the patient's gonna get it. Uh, and if there's an issue to detect it beforehand, I think that's very important. So it just lets creates this peace of mind for producers and for shippers to understand that their product is gonna get there, it's gonna yeah. get there on time, but it's also gonna get there in a good condition so that the end consumer can consume it. Yeah. Uh, and what I love about this conference is there's also a lot of shippers right there. You get to hear from our panels. The, the people that are actually buying your technologies, a lot of technologies in yeah. this room. Uh, do you have any interesting stories to share about maybe feedback you've gotten from shippers on, on how much this has helped with their operations? You don't have to name names, because I know it's yeah, an issue goes, I, but... <laughs> uh, There's a lot, right? Yeah. First of all, on customer experience, huge help. They yeah. don't, because we, there's like a shared shipment feature. Yeah. They just share those shipments with customers. Customers know exactly when the shipment's coming. They don't have to make calls. That's a huge savings. That's a huge time like savings for everybody, the customer and our shipper. Yeah. But and the, the second thing is uh, we had examples where it was quarter million dollars worth of beef in Mexico. And I got 
little yeah. bit uh, diverted <laughs> from the road. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and they were able to figure out what was happening and save wow. that shipment. And then during Halloween, there was a bunch of candy that uh, got found somewhere and we were able to track it down where it was so that <laughs> kids could have Halloween candy. Yeah. It was, makes a lot of examples like that. That's so cool. <laughs> what, what cool problems are you solving on a daily basis? And it's, it's funny to me, I clearly you're going to try to get profit off of it, but there's someone out there with a sweet tooth, right, that just needed it so bad. Uh, for you, Meetup Manifest, why is this uh, uh, a particular conference that you just had to be at? And, uh, why attend this? Uh, you guys were here last year as well. We were here last yeah. year. What's interesting about Manifest, maybe not people may know, six, seven, like, it was a while back before the first one, yeah. which was, it started, they started planning sometime right after COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and I believed in it. I'm like, this is going to be a big conference. It was only like, I don't know, I can count speakers on my hands. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be, I'll, 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 I'll bet on this conference and I'm so happy we bet on it. And now it's doubled from last year and there's so many uh, great companies here, so many customers for us, so many great partners, also a lot of investors here, which is really interesting to see. Yeah, uh, a lot of investors, a lot of shippers too, I think yeah. that's what I enjoy most about this one is like, especially writing about it, I can listen to leaders like you all day long, but to hear from shippers saying, yeah, no, this is working, this is creating some real solutions, is, is really refreshing from my point of view. And I heard next year is going to be twice as big. I was, they open. yes, they're going to take down the whole hall, which is crazy. Uh, and it's, 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 you know, we have trucks back there too, and so many different Yes, yeah, very diverse. If you had to uh, choose something even out of the visibility space, is there any type of cool technology trends here that you find I found fascinating? Besides, I will say, and I'll get a video of it. He is right next to the puppy, <laughs> yes. the puppy <laughs> park. So, uh, besides the puppies, anything technology-wise that like, trending that you think is pretty interesting? Oh my God, <laughs> that's a, that's a. There's so many great companies here. I mean, I'll just couple, it's a little bit of visibility. Text locate where yeah. truck, like it's just making it really easy for everybody to text. Yes. What Ryan's built is pretty amazing. What Nick at Alvis, uh, the carrier operating system, yeah. to get carriers to figure out a way so they can operate more efficiently and grow their companies. Yeah, we built some really cost-effective and but also great piece of software. Yeah. It's not around visibility, but just making carriers more efficient. Because I come from that background with my father-in-law as right, a yeah. carrier and has got a trucking company. That's how I started Tide. Um, yeah. That makes me feel very good that there's people working to make uh, their lives easier. To go back to that origin story, by the way, uh, how? Because I think it's been clearly uh, like a couple of years now, and you have some awesome seven and a half years. Yeah, is, is he using some of this tactic? Is this is this stuff really cool to him to see how much it, it, it's advanced? Because I'm sure you talk about drivers being uh, tracked by their cell phones. Is he happy that you're kind of leading the way of actually tracking the asset? I, yes, I think he's very happy. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so for you, 2023, that's the year. And my wife's here too. So. Oh yes, yeah, whole family affair. Yeah, so she can uh, she can tell him directly. <laughs> yeah. uh, so for the rest of your time, time tags awesome. Everyone go check that out. Yeah, I'll, sure. show, I'll show it to people. Oh can see nice! It. I always have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then of course the tracker. <laughs> Which is like I want to take this tag, like, but like look. 
it's technology wise, it's insane how yeah, far Yeah, for we temperature have. monitoring, it's great. You can just I've source 5,000 of temperature. And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's literally <laughs> a sticker. <laughs> so, congrats. Like, that's, it's just so cool to see how far you've come, like, especially it's just going in from most two different operations. It's, I mean, no lithium either. It's great stuff. Um, what's lit in the store for 2023? 2023, I think as many companies out there, if you look at the market and what's happening, our goal is to, to, to increase efficiency as a business, increase productivity as a business, and make sure that we grow very uh, diligently and with, it's not just growth at all costs anymore. And I think every startup, every company is looking at things like that. But we really want to focus on fundamentals and making sure that we're doing everything great for our customers and that's that's gonna be the focus for 2020. I love it. I mean I, let me see that tag again. Yeah, there like, we go. It's so <laughs> it's, it's so just cool. like so cool to me. Can, can I take it off? Yeah, oh my can. goodness, that's why it's I just think it's so crazy to think how like far we've come. And it stores temperature and then you just read it with a phone. It's pretty crazy. It's so so crazy. It's there's no, like I said, there's no need in the future soon to be just tracking the driver all day when we can sit there and ship and know everything, right? It's incredible, absolutely incredible. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I'm super excited. Everyone at the point of sale, make sure that we share the links to all of their products so you guys can check them out yourselves. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference as well. Thank you. Great seeing you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love speaking with him, and it's a, it's a simple. It's a simple product. That's, uh, everyone knows my favorite type of freight technology is a simple product helping solve one simple problem. So many companies out there just, they try to do too much and time is just focus driven and they're getting those products out there. So congrats to the team over there. For everyone, of course, uh, we are a community. So make sure you head to freightwaves.com, click on newsletters, click on point of sales. So you can start getting our weekly newsletter to you as well. And for everyone who loves this content, well, if you have SiriusXM, you're going to love this too. Head over to channel 146 from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every single day to check us out Monday through Friday. Tonight, we'll have Mario Connell on the show with us too. And if you miss it, you can listen to him on demand or check it out at 11 p.m. too. Other than that, thank you so much, everyone. Get excited. We're going to have some fun guests on here in the next couple of weeks. And until then, keep on buying stuff because if you don't, then the show's really not about much. And uh, enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll talk to you all next week.